0: You're listening to the only place on the internet that offers the perfect blend of high-quality premium cigars and cryptocurrency news and commentary. Welcome to Cigars and Crypto. Now here's your host, Invest Noir. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Cigars and Crypto. You know who it is. It's your boy, Dante. Let me tell you, I love speaking with very, very interesting people. And today I'm speaking with Dr. Jack Cruz. Jack, how are you, sir? Good. How are you, sir? I'm well. I can't complain. It's been a beautiful day. I know you're a doctor and I should be saying this, but I've had a cigar today and I'm feeling pretty good. So you
1: here know. you go. I'm, <laughs> sitting, I'm sitting out in the sun right now talking. So
0: There you go. There you go. So, Jack, I had an opportunity to uh, take a look at your background, and I think my listeners would love to learn about you. So let's start with, tell me about yourself, neurosurgeon?
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a brain surgeon who um, basically tied to big pharma, allopathic medicine, the idea of centralized medicine since you're involved in, in the uh, Bitcoin space, you'll understand the difference between uh, centralized and decentralized medicine. And about 16, 17 years ago, um, I decided that I needed to switch my tack up and then build something called uh, decentralized medicine. And, and the way I decided to do that was I thought that the problem in allopathic medicine was that they were that we were all looking under the wrong rock to solve the problems that, you know, people had uh, in their healthcare, but specifically with some of the disease epidemics that's out there. And um, it was a long, arduous process. Um, So I came to it uh, from that angle. And uh, I started learning about Bitcoin, um, with it also being a man-made decentralized process. Mm -hmm. Nature is the decentralized process that you know, was not man made. It was created by nature. And basically, I started to realize over a period of time as I practiced this new version of medicine, which is really called mitochondrial medicine for energy medicine. This will probably resonate with some of your people who are investing in, in Bitcoin because they understand proof of work and what work's all about with mining and creating coins. Uh, it, it became very clear to me probably seven, eight years ago that health and wealth are fundamentally linked uh, at many different levels. The the most common level, you know, when I talk to people on the biologic side is that the number one cause of bankruptcy in the United States is actually medical bankruptcy. And that's unfortunate. Um, But when you actually think about Bitcoin, Bitcoin actually allows you to be shorting, you know, the federal government, the Federal Reserve for all the policies that have basically stolen time and freedom from us. And, I began to start teach people about uh, Bitcoin specifically. Then I really got interested in teaching physicians about Bitcoin. And the predominant reason for that is when I first started in medicine 35 years ago, only 1% of doctors actually uh, work for hospital system. Today, 98% of doctors are employed. So they basically have to parrot whatever their bosses tell them to do. And, you know, these days with COVID and mandates, You can see that's a real big problem. So physicians who've stayed in this centralized world where CEOs tell you what and what you can do and what you should do. uh, Otherwise, you know, they have the paycheck over your head. Bitcoin allows you to have an outcard to this type of environment. And it allows docs to really unplug from the insurance based model or or what I like to call sick care model into the wellness model or uh, pro-health mom. And uh, it, it frees up physicians to do the things that they were trained to do in medical school and residency, which is actually take care of patients, you know, where there's nobody between the doctor and the patient in terms of their relationship. Uh, and it's been extremely, you know, beneficial for myself. And I think uh, many of the physicians who I've taught how to use Bitcoin in their practice to untether themselves from insurance-based medicine, have
0: been pretty happy. Now that's interesting. You know, you said a bunch of things that really resonated with me and I want to go back a little bit so that we can kind of dig into those pieces. So how, you've been a doctor, did you say 35 years? Correct. Okay. All right. So you've seen the space, the healthcare industry grow from what you described as a fairly decentralized model where I think you said 25% of doctors worked for hospitals. And now no, 90- it's,
1: it's, it's now up to 98%. When I started, it was only at
0: 1%. Oh, 1%. Right, right. See, that, that right there really speaks to the desire to break up the, the, the centralized monopolies um, whether it's uh, in healthcare, whether it's in banking, um, you need to have those smaller units so that they function more efficiently. Because it's quite clear, if you just look at the Federal Reserve and the government and their relationship, it's just not functioning. It's, it's just not sustainable. And when I think about how that could or does pertain to health care, You're absolutely right. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 46, but I do remember the days when doctors actually worked for themselves. I used to have a a pediatric physician when I was a little boy who talked about uh, how busy he was and how much he worked. And I could never understand why he worked as hard and as long as he did. And what he said to my mom, and I, and I was in the room and I was listening. What he said to my mom was, "One day I'm going to sell my practice to someone, and they can have their own thing." And it didn't resonate with me then, but now that I'm listening to you describe the current uh, 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 model for healthcare, it's scary that, that that you're beholden to people who may or may not be doctors. Well, you got to
1: realize that that pediatric physician that you talked about, probably when you were a little boy, who he was talking about selling his practice to back then was another new physician, you know, out of residency training. That was really what the model in medicine was from probably 1910 all the way up. I would say till, uh, I'm going to probably put it right to the financial crisis. And then since the financial crisis, Uh, big, huge corporations have come in and and started to buy up primary care groups. Now they're buying up specialty care and then they're buying up everything. So if you think about, you know, the Federal Reserve, like what they're doing right now, they're they're buying up everything now in, in certain ways just by, you know, printing money. Well, it turns out corporations have been doing the same thing in healthcare, And the problem is, as you buy doctor's practices and buy doctor's, uh, you're basically putting someone between them, you know, the, meaning the customer or the patient between them and their healthcare. In other words, there's there's another layer to the onion between you, the patient and me, the doctor. And I, I almost hate to tell you this, but patients don't realize how big a deal that is. And it really opens up a lot of people's eyes really with COVID two years ago. When they started to see where those problems would be, and you know, I tell people a really old story, especially in Bitcoin rooms when I'm in Clubhouse. I tell people about Benjamin Rush. Benjamin Rush, most people know him in medicine. He's a pretty famous guy who has a medical school named after him in Chicago. But he was around before the uh, Constitution and the Declaration of Independence was done, and he p- petitioned Thomas Jefferson to put a law in uh, the Constitution about medical tyranny. And uh, Jefferson thought long and hard about it and he could not envision at any time in our history that we'd ever face something like that because it just didn't seem real to him. And here we are in 2019, 2020, and we're in the middle of a pandemic and doctors are being told they're gonna be fired if they don't take a vaccine. Uh, based on a mandate and, and that mandate is in an executive order It's not even something that Has been proven to be legal or not And people are actively losing their jobs I just talked to a, a Bitcoin doctor today Who actually put his resignation in One of my good friends who's a neurologist Put uh, his resignation in two weeks ago I've got a pulmonologist Who basically worked for two years Taking care of people in Massachusetts Who had COVID And she quit about three and a half weeks ago, over the mandate. Uh, And another friend who was an anesthesiologist in in New York, just uh, above the city, in a place called Poughkeepsie. And he just relocated to Florida, uh, so that he could work in a private clinic that doesn't mandate, you know, the vaccine. And, and this is what medical or viral tyranny is all about. Yet, most people today don't even know about Benjamin Rush, that he warned us that because this wasn't in the Constitution, this could be a way to affect the republic. And the irony is you guys know, your audience knows, that anytime you're in a centralized system, it always is therm- thermally inefficient. You know, we know that from Michael Saylor's talks uh, when he talks about the thermodynamics of money. Um, but I try to explain it. Uh, from the biologic standpoint, because nature is also a thermodynamic system. It's fully decentralized. There's nothing between you and nature unless you put it there, you know, as the human and you're designed to live in nature. The problem is centralized medicine has advocated for many things in my career that I realized that harm us. Like I'll give you uh, since we're on the topic of COVID so you get it. We had other mandates for both masks and for lockdowns. Well, what did masks do? They decreases the amount of oxygen you can get in, whether it's a little bit or a lot, that still causes a problem in terms of the way we live. But the big issue was the lockdown. Lockdowns brought people inside, it kept them outside, uh, kept them away from outside. And everybody I think knows now, two years into this pandemic, that uh, the sun, specifically vitamin D, has a, a huge protective role for all types of coronavirus, not just the one we have now. So if you're spending most of your time on technology inside, uh, you basically have made yourself a lot worse. That's the benefit that you get from centralized medicine. And then the centralized therapy is the vaccine. Now that the vaccine's here, we're beginning in medicine right now, uh, since you know, you're doing this podcast with me literally four or five days after the FDA just met not to do the boosters. And when we found out why they didn't do the boosters, it goes directly to the heart of the story. Why people that are involved in Bitcoin need to understand that medicine has become extremely centralized. And that means that we're much more subject to groupthink. And I think when you hire your doctor, much like when you buy your Bitcoin on exchange, and you put it in your own wallet, nobody should be between you and your money and nobody should be between you and your doctor.
0: You know, it's ironic you said that because up until last year, I have always been a relatively healthy person, right? Um, I don't work out as much as I should, but most people don't. And I am an avid cigar smoker, hence the title Cigars and Crypto. But I've always been a relatively healthy person. And out of nowhere, I developed really, really bad eczema. And the very first thing my doctor said to me was, Keep your skin moisturized and start popping vitamin D. Get outside, walk around. And so to hear you talk about um, being trapped inside on technology and vitamin D deficiency uh, contributing, being a contributing factor to a lot of the ailments that people are experiencing during COVID, it it's, it's just reinforces what I've heard and what I believe uh, about um, the efficacy of lockdowns and how they may not be helping, but may actually be harming people.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think they are. I mean, I what I've been doing here recently, you know, when I'm in clubhouse rooms, because I'm pretty popular in Bitcoin clubhouse rooms, I explained to people the story that Plato came up with, you know, several thousand years ago about the allegory of the cave. And in that story, in the allegory of the cave, it talks about all these slaves being chained to a wall and their captors, put you know, a little shadow cast up on the wall, which is like a fire. And pretty much everybody who stays in that cave for a really long time becomes to realize that that's what reality is. Reality is living in that cave, being chained to the wall. Then all of a sudden, one of the slaves gets out, goes outside, and sees that there's sun, there's mountains, there's a whole other life out there. And that slave is faced with a moral dilemma: Do I go and find? Other people who are free, or do I go back in there and save the people that are in the cave? And what Plato told us in the allegory of the cave is the slave went back in and tried to rescue the people that were chained in there. And what he found instead was people that were afflicted with Stockholm syndrome. That they they rejected his pleas for help. They were perfectly fine with the shadow cast on the wall. Uh, and ultimately you have to decide, you know, what to do in that case. And I've been telling people. In the Bitcoin community, if you truly understand Bitcoin well, Bitcoin is fundamentally about freedom and time. So I would tell you um, that if you're going to roll up your sleeve to get a jab, you're not really a true Bitcoin maximalist. Uh, Why? Because Bitcoin is all about recovering freedom and time back. And I'm talking about the value of your money. You know, you told me you're 46 years old. I guarantee you, you've probably worked for 30 of those 46 years, and through your toil, uh, you probably have some spoils that you have uh, set aside, whether that be in fiat or in Bitcoin. The bottom line is you should be free to choose what you decide to put the time and the value that you have in your money into the asset you want, whether it be gold, silver, Bitcoin, or fiat. I would hope, and I'm sure, since you do understand Bitcoin, that most of that. Uh, time and energy that you've put into your life that you've stored there. And I feel the same way about the decisions about people's bodies. I, I find it very ironic that the same people rolling their sleeves up uh, from an ideological standpoint are perfectly okay saying women should have a choice for their body, but the same people are trying to take our, our voice away about we should have a, a, cho- a choice whether we want to take the vaccine or not. And I'm not, I, I tell people all the time, I'm not, it's not that I'm anti-vax because I'm not. I think that uh, I'm about informed consent and I'm about telling people the truth about what they should do. And right now with the numbers in and around COVID, specifically with the infection rate and the case fatality rate, to me, it doesn't make any sense to take a vaccine unless you have one of the high risk you know, factors that are present there. For everybody else, the jury is out and it, it's irrespective of what you know, the government experts say, why the government experts all have a conflict of interest in this game. You know, people that are interested in Bitcoin, they know that. They know that the Federal Reserve is highly conflicted, just like I think most people know that those government experts that we see on TV all the time also have some conflicts. So ultimately, when you're faced with uncertain data, you doctors are taught to teach people about the precaution principle. You should always be careful before you make a decision. And, you know, me as a surgeon, I would never operate on somebody without them signing consent form, just as you know, your pediatric uh, physician that you talked about earlier, shouldn't stick a jab in your arm without getting consent from you and your mom. And unfortunately that's no longer the world we live in right now. People are, are being faced with a choice today. My office is being inundated with this right now that if I don't have some type of exemption or I don't have the card, they are going to take my livelihood away from me. To me, if you don't see that as a fundamental problem with freedom, if you don't understand what Benjamin Rush warned Thomas Jefferson about, if you don't understand that fundamentally at its core that COVID is a compliance test for an economic reset, and you don't really understand how health and wealth are fundamentally linked.
0: Well said. So, Jack, I'm on your website and the very first thing that pops out to me is skin in the game. Yeah. Tell absolutely. me about that.
1: Well, it's, it's kind of what we started talking about earlier. I know that you only do your videos. Uh, I should say your podcast with audio, but you can see probably on the video that I'm at. I've got my shirt off in Destin, Florida to even getting vitamin D right now. And it turns out, you know, I'm a white boy with freckles from the 59th latitude and I'm trying to get all the vitamin D I can get while we're heading into, you know, the, the fall and the winter. Why? We just had the autumnal equinox yesterday. And generally if you want to stay as healthy as possible, your vitamin D level is a proxy for that. So skin in the game for me is The things that allow my body to transform energy the most, something called mitochondria, turns out that vitamin D is an important cog in that, very similar to how I would explain to a Bitcoiner that um, the difficulty adjustment is really important to the algorithm that is as Bitcoin that allows it to be very powerful and work, you know, uh, in opposition of, of Federal Reserve policy. And I think when you explain that to people then they begin to understand. So buying Bitcoin is like strengthening your immune system from the poor policies of the Federal Reserve and Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen. That is absolutely axiomatic. I don't think I have to convince any Bitcoiner about that, but what I've been teaching people for 16 or 17 years, that uh, solar exposure on your skin and your eyes, getting your skin in the game uh, leads to you having better outcomes so that uh, you don't have to come to see guys like me Uh, to get a wallet, Bob, see, from my profession. In in other words, you can stack sats with the money that you save from there. Or in your case, if you want to buy more cigars, you can do it that way.
0: Love the cigar reference, brother. Love the cigar reference. I prefer to stack sats, but I do like to smoke, too, brother. There you go. So, Jack. Tell my listeners where we can learn more about you and where we can visit and follow you online.
1: Well, the, probably the number one thing, if you're interested in anything you've heard in this podcast, I would tell you you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Jack Cruz, Instagram, Dr. Jack Cruz, also Facebook, Dr. Jack Cruz. But um, I have a website that's jackcruz.com, and on it, there's a form section that's heavily involved with uh, the health side of this equation. Excuse me. There is a, a section on the forum called the Cruise Longevity Center. In there, I have most of my my Bitcoin threads, and um, excuse me again. Uh, I have a Patreon blog where I have a 33 part uh, thesis that's laid out about Bitcoin. It tells you about how they're fundamentally linked, how it's fundamentally linked to uh, health, and I go through the whole history of why it's important for people to understand Bitcoin. And many times I I use the thermodynamic argument on Patreon and you can go patreon.com backslash Dr. Jack Cruz. And for those of you who are not into the reading part, um, I do have a a TV program at Quantum Health TV where I go through TV videos that teach you about uh, the biologic aspects Uh, that I teach. There's also, believe it or not, some of the ones in crypto and Bitcoin that I've done for them as well. And if you like to read books, yeah, I've written a book too. It's on Amazon. It's called the Epipaleo Rx. It's about uh, the problems with medicine and also about the things that we can do to use nature to, to divorce us from that centralized medical system.
0: Jack, I want to take a moment. To thank you so much for educating me and speaking with me and teaching my listeners about the importance of your skin, your health, and Bitcoin. Promise me, sir, you will have an amazing evening.
1: Oh, no doubt. I appreciate it.
0: No problem. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jack Cruz. Take care, sir.
1: All right. Bye-bye.